your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The winless Arizona Coyotes come calling, and we could expect a physical game tonight at the Fortress. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. You could find us. I am at Tony Dasco on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G. And as always, at Locked On VGK. That's the spot to be on Twitter. And Locked On VGK, our, our new YouTube channel. And please subscribe. Of course, we appreciate all of the comments, too on there good and mostly bad about me okay so uh the arizona coyotes are in town tonight uh chris we could expect a feisty game perhaps arizona is winless and they've had about six days off coming in they played four straight games coming out of the shoot the final three are this week two of the three are against the vegas golden knights and i go back to that game where they really mucked things up against anaheim uh, they had 106 minutes in penalties in the game. And in the second period alone, there were eight fights and 20 minutes of penalties. So if you're VGK, you're a little bit alarmed. I would not be playing a lot of veterans in tonight's game. If I do, I get them on and off the ice just to be safe. Jeez, uh, what type of place are we in? in uh, October 4th, 2022, when the Coyotes come to town and that puts fear into you about a physical game. What, what's happening here? This is the, this is not how I expected the show to start. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you got a lot of people and the Coyotes are always going to be that young team with players looking to crack the lineup and hopefully get traded elsewhere, as sad as that is to sound. But that's kind of how it works down there in Arizona. It's really how it's been for a long time, probably since the Mike Smith days, when he was down there, just a little shout out there to Mike Smith, my favorite goaltender, of course. But yeah, it's VGK has the same thing, though, right? You do got a few players looking to crack the lineup, probably not as much of a rat race, no pun intended, for the Coyotes. And that's what preseason is about. It's fun. It's a little more old school preseason when you have that much fighting happening. You usually don't see as much of that nowadays, but should be a fun time tonight at the Fortress, and if it gets a little feisty out there, you certainly hope, and, and on both sides, that no one is out there getting hurts, and certainly hope no one pulls a groin in a shootout or anything like that as well, Tony, and all the teams get through showcasing their talent without uh, having any major injuries. Yeah, if there are no fights tonight, things could boil up here later on in the week when Who's they meet fight though? again. Cotter? <laughs> Col- well, Colasar? I mean... <laughs> the, it's uh, the year of Paul Cotter. It could be everything, Cotter, uh, going into this fight. Uh, going into, going this, into this fight. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of fights. There could be fights tonight. And for the fans, that could be exciting. Um, 35 players in camp for Arizona. Uh, their last cut was 16 players. Uh, they also uh, claimed a goaltender that we saw earlier uh, this preseason, and that is Jonas Johansson. They claimed him off of waivers from Colorado. And so uh, we've seen him play. Um, we we'll might see uh, the starting goaltender, uh, Vomelka, uh, Karel Vomelka, who is pretty decent, I think, you know, as a goaltender with a crappy team. 
Um, and then one of the players, I remember seeing this video where Jan Janik had that huge hit on Trevor Zegris, and that kind of started the fireworks in the game. But uh, VGK had better keep their heads on a swivel in this game tonight. I don't know what to expect from the game itself. Uh, you do need to get some repetitions for players like Mark Stone. And so for VGK, they just have to be sort of cautious, but still play their own brand, their own style of play. Let's start with that Zgrass hits. Um, you got to keep your head up, kid. That that that's and that that could be beer league, youth league, all the way up to you know the NHL. You got to keep your head up. And I watch a hit a few times. A lot of people are saying it's dirty, and no, it was as clean of a hit as you could possibly have. Um, for the folks that haven't seen that yet, if you simply uh, YouTube Zgrass hit, it'll pop right up. But Zgrass has the puck. He fumbles it a little bit, and it's about the most amateur thing you could possibly do. The puck goes maybe a couple strides ahead of him, and he just keeps his head down right across the red line, and he got blown up. I mean, he got absolutely blown up. And I get the response. I get why that's uh, triggered all the fights and stuff like that. That is one of the uh, the showcase talents, not just in Anaheim, but in all of the NHL. So that's what the Anaheim players need to do in a circumstance like that. And I don't know if you're going to have a lot of boil over coming into Vegas unless you know obviously a big hit happens and you know then then certainly all bets will be off um but this could be a, if it does happen this could be a shot to really see where Colasar and Cotter Cotter is the other one I'm going to mention as far as being a physical type defender of the team uh cuz that's how Cotter is going to play himself onto this onto this roster he's done it with the the um the offense he's done the little things right you can pull up any random uh Bruce Cassidy presser and Paul Cotter is probably the name most mentioned we'll hit on that in a little bit I think in our next segment but I think the next thing is just to kind of become that fan favorite that 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 voice that the Vegas Golden Knights fans are just missing in a player like Ryan Reeves Paul Cotter whichever less than Ryan Reeves. I'm trying to draw the symbol, but it's too early for that nonsense. But point being, Paul Cotter is not going to be Ryan Reeves as far as the checks and the hits and things like that. But that doesn't mean he can't be the personality. Doesn't mean he can't be fun. Doesn't mean he can't be someone that is excitable on the ice. And a game like tonight, where if Arizona does come in looking to muck it up, Tony, as you said, then this could be a real good shot to see where Cotter sits as the type of player that's going that you're going to have to worry about running you if you're out there running our guys. Was that a hand sing, uh, symbol signal? Greater sort? than, less than. That's where I was oh, trying to go. Oh, I thought that was for a player formerly known as Ryan Reeves. I thought that that was some sort of a symbol that you were hand drawing for us this morning. Here's a team, <laughs> this Arizona team. Cheers. <laughs> I almost said cheerio at the end of a BBC interview yesterday. When oh, I was, God, I you would have, that would have been your last one. <laughs> well, I think it might have been my last one. Um, they were actually, we were talking about Bill Foley's involvement with the soccer team in Europe. And they said that that we might have a mini scoop. I don't know, whatever. But they said on that uh, broadcast that everything is pretty much done pending a background check of Bill Foley's finances and all that. I think he has probably has enough money in the checkbook, you know, to pay for this team at about 160, 170 million. So he's going to own a Premier League team. So that is neither here nor there. I think we're trying to talk a little bit about hockey this morning. And this Arizona Coyotes team, okay, get this. They still have, I don't know how much money they are under the cap, 
but they still have a lot of money and they didn't do anything in the off season. Uh, they've got some good players. And I thought when VGK played them last season, we saw some budding stars. Uh, we saw Clayton Keller. Uh, we saw Nick Smaltz. I like those guys. Those two, uh, Lawson Krause is on this team. Uh, Jacob Chickering. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about him being, you know, uh, on the market for a trade this past summer, the offseason, but he's still back. Uh, Nick Ritchie, they got him from Toronto. Uh, thought he played pretty well. He had 10 goals, I think, uh, when he was acquired from Toronto down the stretch. And they do have some good talent. They're missing some pieces, but why not spend all of your cap money? So a couple things here. I guess um, in my world, um, I've mentioned a lot of times, my business is basically hockey cards, uh, like like baseball cards, but the hockey version of it. And primarily, I'm going to cite Upper Deck here and what's called the Young Gun cards. Those are the rookie cards. And you look at the teams that have the most visibility as far as the rookie cards go. And the Arizona Coyotes are up there. Uh, the Flyers, the Sabres, and the Senators are a couple of the other ones. But the Coyotes do have a lot of the players that you mentioned where you can uh, collect their rookie cards this year. And it's very interesting kind of seeing the players in my world go from paper to reality after collecting them and opening them and talking about them. And you decided, I think, all four or five rookies that are available in their products right now. So where I'm going with this ultimately is, yes, they're an up-and-coming team, and they've kind of always had that vibe for a while. Um, you mentioned the cap-friendly, or their salary cap. I just looked it up. They have $19.4 million projected cap space. Maybe we should trade uh, Kelly McCrimmon for future considerations, and oh, they'll have a ball down there. But They have twenty. They have like a quarter of, of their cap money uh, still available? They're really close to, I think, the league minimum. I, I'm sure we, we can look that up. I got to think they're flirting with the league minimum, but... Same breath, I know we're kind of joking about this. They're also going to be playing in a 5,000-seat arena while they wait for their new arena to get built, possibly in the same grounds, I think, is what we've lightly been hearing. And I don't know exactly what that, how that bodes for the finances overall. So having $20 million available to a team like that is probably a big deal and probably necessary. Are they going to you know, kind of go along the lines of what the Red Wings have did at some point and just kind of go ham and say, okay, we like our youth and now we need you know, uh, Andrew Kopp and uh, all these players and uh, David Perron and, you know, all the other signings and stuff they made to get that team to the next level. You look at other teams in the Pacific on that trajectory, Seattle Kraken, they're spending money, they're bringing in free agents. Um, uh, looking at the Kings, what they've been doing to keep things going. And I think the biggest comparison would probably be the Anaheim Ducks as far as having some of that showcase talent, basically, uh, more, more or less looking at uh, Zgress and then a little bit deeper like McTavish and all the other players that they have. And then at some points they open up the checkbook, they bring in some, you know, line two type talent and some role players. And all of a sudden you have a playoff team that can potentially become a Stanley cup contender. And I don't know if the Coyotes want that at this point, to be honest, I don't know if they can afford that type of roster, um, but once they get a new arena and actually, you know, put some butts in the seats down there, maybe that could change. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at least you have Anaheim that has a sort of a plan where they're building up that franchise and just doing it the right way. Arizona, it appears, has no plan whatsoever. And it just makes no sense. Tread water. Tread yeah, water. If, you, if you have that cap space, you got to use it. You got to utilize it, and they could be uh, back up there in the mix. You get a couple of stars, you know, reacquire Phil Kessel, maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, Money matters, Tony, though. Money, money matters. And I don't know, unless they're filling the seats, I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. Because when is the last time, I know I joked earlier, but when is the last time the Coyotes have been relevant as far as being a contender goes? Was it three years ago that they got bounced in the first round? It might have been maybe like in the, maybe in the bubble or something like that. But the last Coyotes team I recall actually being relevant was when they eliminated the Blackhawks from the Stanley Cup playoffs. I want to say 2012, 2013, something like that. Uh, the hit, the Ralphie Torres hit on Marion Hossa was the most famous part of that series. And then, of course, Mike Smith uh, had had a pretty good round. And that's the last time he was relevant as far until uh, this past <laughs> year. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you had to get a shot in at Mike Smith. Where did he go, by the way? Is he still... I think he's in no man's land. They should try to reacquire him. I forgot. No, he did get picked up, but I'll, we'll have to look. I'm that looking up. it up right now. I got to imagine. Okay. If, uh, Vegas you have the break to him. do that. Let's uh, go to a break. Coming <laughs> up next, uh, we'll discuss what Bruce Cassidy had to say as he addressed the media yesterday as the team came back from the nice little getaway up at Bill Foley's ranch. We'll be back with more after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in for all your sports betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds and for lines and games. Find reviews of each and every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, the National Hockey League as things get started in a week. Combat sports uh, within the week, I should say. Esports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have everything covered for you. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about all the action that is happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We thank you all for tuning in as always, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you tune in to podcast. And we definitely appreciate, man, the numbers are just going bonkers here. And it's just the preseason. And we've got a lot of good uh, fan support, good and bad. And you know what, Chris, before we get into this next segment, Uh it is awfully nice. No, I think it's great that fans take the time to give us some good uh, critical evaluations, what have you. Uh, They talk about everything that we say. The feedback has been tremendous. Good and bad, and I think they're kind of surprised that we're getting back to them and engaging in the conversation. Isn't that what this is all about anyway? Sports are made, maybe not what they're made for, but all you all people do is debate sports, right? You're watching football, you're you're shouting at the TV because obviously when you shout at the TV, the players and the coaches can obviously hear everything you you are saying because that's just how it works. Um, but sports, you debate sports. That's what people do, whether it's fantasy, whether it's the reality version of it. You know, you you debate, you argue, you talk about what the lines are going to be coming out of camp. You talk about what players are doing well, and then you argue about, you know, who should do this, who should do that. That's all part of the cycle. And people that do comment good, bad or otherwise, like I, I equally enjoy all the comments, um, even, you know, when they when they do come a bit chirpy, if you will. And that's OK. That's fun. And and I do enjoy the interaction and I look forward to, you know, hopefully uh, catching you all, whether I'm up in my cheap seats and in, in 217 or over at Dollar Loan Center or if I'm you know luckily, luckily enough to do the media thing at either of the games. I definitely would love to say hi to some 
you have some fun. And if it's uh, just an adult night, you know, have an adult beverage. If it's uh, if it's a uh, me and uh, my son or me and my daughter type of night, you know, we'll we'll have a water or, or, or a Sprite or something like that. <laughs> OK, and you can find me hiding out perhaps at Hyde Lounge because I'm going to hide out. I don't like the interaction person no it's all good come up and say hi it's always fun uh hey uh two another thing as we go off track again you never know where we're gonna go cody glass made the final roster for the nashville predators uh it's been a long road last year they said he lacked a lot of the physicality he wasn't in the most perfect shape they sent him down to the admirals their uh, ahl team and now he's back and He's made the roster, the final 27, and he said it's a prog this week as uh, they start the season. That's pretty cool. That's that selfishly, that's good for me because I invested enough car, enough money in his cards personally that had a comma in the value. And that comma has since gone away over the last couple of years. So hopefully that comma will come back and I can get out of some of them. So, uh, but no, seriously, Cody Glass, I enjoyed Cody Glass. I was high on Cody. Um, his season coming out when there was a lot of um, talk about his his shape with the Vegas Golden Knights. And he put on, I think, like 18 pounds in one of the off seasons coming in, coming into VGK camp. And same thing. We thought he would be better, stronger and everything. But I think getting a bit bigger, like messed with his coordination or something like that. He just couldn't connect the dots. But it takes time sometimes. And everyone was very high on Cody Glass. And I don't think that's changed. I think it's just going to take some time. And I would love to see him come back and see him in the fortress competing against the Golden Knights later this season. Yeah, that would be uh, really awesome. Uh, yesterday, Bruce Tribute Cassidy. Video. Tribute video. After a, few, uh, after a few days off, Bruce Cassidy addressed the media Uh, talks to the media what is the number one topic of the day as it's been this entire preseason camp it's paul cotter welcome back cotter uh you know and all he did was gush about him again uh said that his overall game is really solid uh said that he is at the top of the list of those who are pushing upward uh, been consistent uh played really well good discipline giving abrasiveness managing the puck well all that stuff physicality He's added some offense. All-around game is solid. So five stars for Paul Cotter. And Cotter's definitely going to be in the mix. And uh, William Carrier, we come to find out, could be back uh, pretty soon. Of course, you know, when somebody's about to take your roster spot, accelerates, you know, the progress there to get back on the ice. But we understand it has been an abdomen issue, an injury to his stomach. And so... Uh, Not quite sure what that was or what that means, but now you have another player vying for one of those final 27 uh, roster spots, if you will. So I had a a, a listener did correct me. I I didn't catch the name offhand, but I've been for whatever reason calling Brendan Brisson, Brisson. I added a W in there. Why? I I don't know. I just kind of did. It's French. It's all good, man. Exactly. So point being, um, in that cast of the interview you're citing, I listened to it this morning. He called Carrier Carrier. 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 So, folks, if the coach <laughs> can make a mistake, know, yeah, but I he can make a mistake too. So, that's another sign that Bruce Cassidy is very new to this, this job. They're a little scattered right now. I'm sorry, man, but Cassidy, the team, uh, there is no cohesiveness currently with this team, with this roster. And with the coaching staff, I, I could that could be a sign of why things, you know, aren't there yet. I, I just I, I'm not really feeling that they are ready to go for opening day. 
Uh, they'll close some gaps, obviously, this week. But let's hope that they're ready to go in a week here as they take on the L.A. Kings in Los Angeles. So I think that kind of goes back to, and we'll get back to the comments in a second, but I'll, I'll re, uh, reassert my point from yesterday is this is a roster that necessarily doesn't need to be pedaled to the metal in preseason. It doesn't necessarily need to be pedaled to the metal in the regular season. That's what happens when you have, you know, a veteran type roster like this, uh, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's, let's talk about them for a second. Back to back Stanley Cup champions. How much respect did the Tampa Bay Lightning have this past season coming out of the Atlantic? I think they were third place in the Atlantic, if I'm not mistaken, third or second. But no one picked them to make a deep run at all. No one was picking them to make a deep run. And VGK, kind of the same type of roster composition, older veterans. And I don't think VGK competes for the Pacific this year. I don't think it's even going to be that close, but I think they will be comfortably in a playoff spot. Uh, going back to the Paul Cotter comments, it's everything is Paul Cotter right now. Every comment, and and Cassie d- doesn't just give a one and done answer like a lot of coaches do. I like that. Certain yeah. topics, he he keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going, and that's a good thing. And I think also Cotter is using the media, or excuse me, Cassidy is using the media to ignite Paul Cotter a little bit more. I'm, we know the players to a degree do pay attention to to things we've seen firsthand. I'm going to pat myself on the back going back to my famous uh, Logan Thompson uh, interaction a while back. The players do pay attention to this sort of thing. And I also think Cassidy is coming across honest too. I think we, we, we've had a conversation about um, Cassidy maybe being a bit too honest in his media interactions, but I just think it's who he is. And I'm starting to buy more of what he's saying from an honest and integrity perspective versus him just using lip service to get something from his players. Yeah. He was far from being this rah-rah guy in the presser uh, that we saw yesterday. And uh, he talked about the lines and how things are shaking out. Um, He said that uh, Phil and Jack have had some good chemistry together uh, of course, uh, Kessel and Eichel, if you're keeping track at home. And uh, now he's talking about perhaps uh, putting, uh, I guess, uh, switching out uh, Kessel and Mark Stone, perhaps. We know one thing, that uh, that line with Colasar Roy and Carrier, and Carrier, I think, is set, you know, or Cotter, you know, in that spot. But he did mention that, okay, that one's already etched in stone. He's going to toy around with the other three lines. No doubt. And I think there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. I do think um, Jack and Phil will end up staying together when the dust settles. They mentioned moving Marchie around and players that can have success on their off wings and things like that. And I did like something else that he touched on. Uh, folks, if you're looking for this interview, it's simply on the VGK Twitter handle. Uh, all the things that we're citing. It was, I think, from yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I liked comments they were making about players playing on the off wing and specifically how they accept passes or board play is very important. So when the puck, let's just assume the puck is rocketing up the boards and your job is to dig that puck out and make a play before you know another 200-pound human is about to maul you. If you are accepting the puck on your forehand, that is your dominant side, it is much easier for you to scoop the puck and make a quick play. If you are doing it from your backhand, you have two options. You can try and accept it with your backhand, which is a higher variance type of play because that's not your strong side. Or you can turn your body if you're quick enough 
and still make that play. But again, you have to do all that before you're about to get crushed. And the other thing that was cited was when you're coming through the neutral zone, particularly accepting passes on your backhand side and Cassidy cited the curvature of the stick makes it a little more difficult. And these sticks are so light now too. That's another thing that, that I'll personally throw in there. So you have the weight of the stick or lack thereof. Plus when it's coming on your backhand side, it's really, um, he, he mentioned Steve Larmer. It's funny. He mentioned Steve Larmer because yeah. that's actually a, uh, former black, well, former Ranger and former Blackhawk player in my world growing up. And, you know, it's, it's an too. underrated, what's that? I said my world. Oh, too. yeah, that's right. Rangers. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it, it's just a, a small talked about thing, but you know, you go back and watch that. It's very important players being able to make those plays, especially on their offhand. So in, in today's world, what this means, he's talking about moving Marchie to the off wing and players can still have success if they work hard and, and skate hard. Um, I think uh, Cassidy's comment was something along the lines of he's going to be an elite player no matter where he plays as long as he basically works hard. And I don't think he's taking a shot at March. He just basically saying, you know, keep working and doing your thing. And it doesn't matter where you play, you'll be just fine. Which line do you think uh, Marcia so would be placed on? Uh, I know that he likes his pace, you know, and the tempo of the way that Jonathan Marcia so plays. And I think eventually, I mean, you can't leave him off of a line with Eichel. You have to put those two together at some point that in my estimation, this, the moment we signed Kessel, my gut reaction was line one, Kessel, Eichel, Marcheseau. Uh, I liked the playmaking ability of Kessel and Eichel, and Marchi is basically left alone out there. I mean, Marchi, for lack of a better term, is left alone. Marchi can snipe, he can finish in close. He's got a decent shot, especially for someone his size. And all Marchi has to do is finish, and he's going to have a 30-goal season if he is on align with Eichel and Kessel. Um, we saw coming out of camp, Riley Smith was in that position instead, which gave some nice balance to that line. And, and I'm okay with that. I like Riley Smith anywhere in this lineup. He's a very valuable asset. And I think um, that keeps the defensive ability of line one still up there, you know, playing against some of the other team's best talents, of course. So that meant line two then uh, was going to be a mixture of Stevenson and Stone and then you're kind of going up and back between Marchi and Smith. But I think uh, Cassidy is toying with the idea, at least maybe for tonight, is kind of what it sounded like, was having Stone up on line one with Eichel to see what they can do, which would probably end up knocking uh, Kessel down to the line with Stevenson and Marchi. So, you know, he's spinning the dials trying to see what he's going to get, you know, what the getting the best out of the players. I personally don't know if Mark Stone, you know, this is your your comment, Tony, about, you know, someone having the speed to keep up simply with Jack Eichel. Phil Kessel can, and that was also a surprise, I think, to both of us, that Kessel is able to hang in the ring, so to speak, with him. So a, a lot of questions. We got nine periods and maybe a couple of meaningless uh, shootouts to get all this worked out. But um, I think we're officially a week away from uh, from the season, right? A week from tonight, we're in L.A.? Yeah. And, you know, you talk about Mark Stone. One of the things that stood out was Bruce Cassidy saying he still needs to get his timing down. He said that he's feeling really well um, and he still, again, needs to be in hockey shape. So I think he gets some more repetitions, although watch your back, so to speak, uh, in this game tonight, if uh, Arizona's going to go headhunting and all that. And uh, Elliot Friedman talked about this little piece of crap uh, that Mark Stone had in his back. And it was like uh, the size of a quarter. 
And it actually was hard and actually was some fluid buildup that was pressing down on his nerves. And so that's why he said it was Mark Stone, you know, himself was just saying he talked about the excruciating pain that he was in last season. I can't even imagine because I know with disc problems myself, it does push down at times. And I'm like, ah, screaming, you know, like that. And I don't know who's going to scream and go, ah, but let's see how much he's going to play. Uh, the final three games to get that timing down. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I would probably say, two, I mean, the, the roster is getting thin, so you have no choice but to play most of these guys. I think in tonight's game, you probably see three of our, you know, four lines that are expected to break camp playing tonight. And then you have what we can call maybe the competition line might be like Ron, Ber- Ron Bjerg, a Lecision, and insert someone else here. Maybe you put Cotter on that line to see how all three of them do look together. And then your other lines, it's going to be a combination of what we just mentioned, the Eichel line, the Stevenson line. And then, you know, you probably have Colasar and Wild there. That, that might be line three tonight. And then line four might end up being, you know, Lecision, Ron Bjerg, and, you know, it won't be Braswan. It will not be Braswan. <laughs> Coming up next when we return, uh, we'll talk about what we might expect this upcoming week, the three final preseason exhibition games. We'll get into that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. I'm Tony Cardasco. He is Chris Golick. You could find us, of course, on Twitter. Check out our at Locked On VGK and also Locked On VGK on our new YouTube channel. I still call it new about two months old it's new it's new new shiny new toy (laughs) it is a shiny new toy and it's a lot of fun and chris uh, operates that with to perfection i should say uh, because i'm not very good at i'm good on the audio end uh, not speaking but editing okay we'll get into that but i got got a face for radio i do i've got the face for radio bro uh okay so the final uh three games here this week uh tonight Again, 7 o'clock at the Fortress. It's VGK against Arizona. October the 6th, in a couple of days on Thursday, they travel up to Salt Lake City. And then on October the 8th, it'll be the first game that they're playing, NHL game that they're playing, I think, in 25 years in Boise, Idaho. And uh, that, again, will be against Arizona. And if there's no fisticuffs tonight, they're going to let it fly, I think. <laughs> On Saturday, on Saturday night in Boise, uh, Logan Thompson and goaltending and Aiden Hill. Okay, holy smokes, man! I saw the interactions yesterday on Twitter and the back and forth. And you know, right now, if I'm just to grade them now, like Aiden Hill is like a D, and then Logan Thompson. There's a lot of separation between Thompson and Hill. I, the lack of competition, I think, could hurt them in the long run. Uh, coming out of camp. Logan Thompson's got it all locked down. Uh, what do you want to see? There's three games to go. Do we get two Aiden Hills? Uh, I think shout out to Sinbin on Sinbin first of all on this one. LT's got a new helmet. LT has a gold dome that looks like the players' gold domes. So I didn't see that? Yeah, no. that I just saw that break yesterday. So uh, I think they're the only ones that have reported. So shot, st- stick tap to Sinbin, stick tap to Sinbin <laughs> on uh, catching that one there. But um, 
I, I, I want to see Aiden Hill all three games, to be honest. <laughs> I think we know what we have with LT. I think we know what we have with LT. I don't think he needs to be out there much. I, I think it's almost set in stone that the split's going to be 2-1 Hill and LT. But if you put Hill out there for all three games to see what you have. Although, Tony, we have options now. The Buffalo Sabres, I believe, put not just uh, Subban, uh, Subban, pardon me, but they also put Oscar Dansk on waivers. So we have options. We have reinforcements, Tony. Reinforcements are out there right now. Will they make I, a run at, at Oscar Dansk again? He was here for the softball game. Didn't play in the softball game, but he was also in the Carlson wedding, which I'm still waiting for the invitation. <laughs> I mean, but, you never know, Tony. Things are strange the way close, they, yeah, they he's work close out. To those guys, he left here on a good note. Like, is he still, does he still have it? I liked him as a goaltender to be quite honest. Listen, Subban also had a magical run when Flurry first got hurt, too. He kept the early part of the season alive. Unfortunately, he got hurt not too long after that. You know, but Subban's best days, as short as they were, were with the Golden Knights. And, you know, maybe he'll get it worked out, and he might just need some time. I think, uh, what, Buffalo goes to Rochester, if I'm not mistaken, for their for their team, the Rochester Americans. I could be wrong on that, but he might just need to work some time out there and just kind of wait for his calling again because that kind of seems like his career going back to his Boston days, obviously. So who knows? But back to the point between Hill and Thompson. Yeah, Hill needs Hill needs repetition. Your grade for Hill so far this preseason is probably generous, to be honest. You can't give up seven goals and expect uh, anything better than an F grade. But again, this is not – I'm not – It's tough, folks. It's tough. I get it. And you see Hill, you see his reaction time. The first thing you see is the injured, I'll say this again, the injured Robin Leonard, not the healthy Robin Leonard. Obviously, that is a polarizing subject in this town, fair, foul, or otherwise. That is how it is. So if, you know, Hill does go out there and stink it up come (laughs) regular season. Go ahead. Okay. So, so, so you talk, you are making these comparisons to Leonard and injured Leonard. Injured. Injured. Fans are blasting me. I said nothing about Leonard. You're the one know. that's been. No, you've made those comparisons. No, no doubt, Tony. And funny. <laughs> it's it's all fair, and it, the comments by are association, fun. And, I guess, yeah. You know, they. I don't get. I don't get a lot of hate, Tony. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of new for me, honestly. I've uh, had many other uh, hats that I've worn in my professional and not so professional life, and I've usually had a little more uh, confrontation than I than I actually do being in front of the hundreds of listeners that we get on a daily basis. Thousands, so, <laughs> thousands, bro. Thousands. I like it. I haven't bro seen swat. the numbers. I haven't, bro, 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 We put a W in that too. How come no one gives me crap <laughs> for that? But in all seriousness, you know, Hill is had a rough start. No doubt about that. And I, I'm again, I'm holding out hope that he's going to return to form. Whatever that form is, it needs to be an acceptable form that he can, alleviate the pressure from Logan Thompson. And again, I'm, I'm in my world, although LB Brossois seems to be possibly on the mend, he is skating right now with Sean Burke. I think you mentioned that. And obviously Cassidy mentioned he's skating on a daily basis right now. So maybe we're less than a month or so for him to come back. And then I really want to know what the plan is after that. I really want to know what the plan is for this three-headed goaltending monster. Yeah. Well, Brossois is just going to be your spot starter, and he's not going to be your everyday guy. And if LT does go down, so why do we have Hill then? Yeah, I don't know what that, doing that, that's there. the question. It's, yeah, it's that, a big, that's the big question. Question mark exactly. And uh, maybe they don't want Brossois to come back just yet and try to figure things out with Aiden Hill. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes? Uh, there's the three games to go, and we did hear 
Bruce Cassidy say that the veterans will not be playing every game and that uh, they're going to get some looks um, out of the younger players. So I suspect that we'll see a lot of the younger guys. I suspect that two of the three games you have to see Aiden Hill. They have to get, they're talking about a small sample size and they think he's better and all that. We'll have to see. And maybe with time he is better. I don't know, but I'm sure that they're making a lot of adjustments and tweaks behind the scenes. Yeah, no doubt. And I do wonder what those closed door conversations are like as they're evaluating, not just Hill, but as they're evaluating all the players, like does Paul, is Paul Cotter really as good in the eyes of Cassidy as he's saying, I mean, you know, Cassidy, there is a skeleton in the closet with his handling of young players in the past and Cotter, while all the news is positive, Cassidy is also still reserved. He's basically, he has to continue to do this. He has to continue to show this is the player. I thought he did mention there was maybe some, and I don't know much about Cotter's past, but I didn't feel like this was noteworthy, but Cassidy did mention that there were some consistency issues with Cotter in the past. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he played what, seven games with the Vegas Golden Knights last year. You're not going to, you're not going to learn a whole lot in, in the seven game stints on a Vegas Golden Knights team that is, was hobbled all season. Like, Cotter, Cotter out there with Ron Bjerg and LeCision, which was a line, I think, at times at the NHL level, that's a tough spot. Now, Cotter out there with Wah and Colasar or Carrier or being moved around with proven NHL talents, that's when you'll get an opportunity to see what Cotter really can bring. I think we're going to see some fights this evening over at the Fortress. I have uh, the over-under at 99.5 penalty minutes. Wow, that's there's a hundred penalty minutes. Tonight. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine though? They had eight fights in the second period in twenty minutes and in penalties against Anaheim. Federal League, bro. It's the Federal League. Old time hockey. Be, it could Eddie be sure. It could be fun, and they definitely are stressing physicality. And let's see if VGK can play as physical. I think that's a, a good barometer tonight in the, in this game. We'll talk about that tomorrow, right? Yeah, definitely. And if I don't mind if the game gets physical. I don't mind if there's some scrums and stuff. I think that might get the blood flowing a little bit, especially for the veterans, right? Especially for the veterans who do appear to be going through the motions right now. And, and I'm okay with that. But, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Marshy get to face wash or Kessel. I mean, Kessel, revenge game, revenge game, Phil Kessel tonight. You know, maybe someone will take a, a little run at him, assuming he plays. And you get to see if he's going to get a little feisty and, you know, this could be fun. A game like this might bring them together, assuming the Coyotes are still, uh, you know, pissed off over, a, you know, Janjanic and all that, and we'll see what happens. Okay, and uh, we might see Vamalka in uh, net tonight for the Coyotes, uh, I'm guessing. I can't. I looked up his record yesterday. Last season, I thought he was a pretty good, serviceable goaltender. Yeah. 13-32-3. and three. Was that his goal? Was that his record? What's his, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I mean, he played just about every single night. Okay. Uh, that'll wrap things up for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll recap tonight's game and maybe some fracases and all that. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco saying cheerio. See you tomorrow right here on Golden Knights.